Beloved, this is the hour before the wedding. This is where we're at in history as we begin to move towards the Lord's return. It is the hour before the wedding. I use this analogy a lot in the Romans 911 teachings, but when the bride walks down the aisle, she's just beautiful and all the glory is upon her. But the hour before, beloved, this is where we're at. So often, the hour before a wedding, it's a mess. There's last minute panic. And the body is a mess. We must be honest with ourselves. Take, like Nehemiah wanting to rebuild the walls, take an honest look at where the body is because the Father, if we look at John 17 as a pattern for the glory to come, if the Father needs love and unity to send the fullness of His glory. And I think we could see that pattern uh, throughout Yeshua's heart cry prayer in 17, John 17. Then we must take an, a real honest look at where the church is so that love and unity can be rebuilt in us. Remember, beloved, judgment begins in the house first. And as these shakings have begun, it's not only in the world, it's in the church. Uh, religion is being shaken. The world is being shaken. What did Yeshua say? Beware the yeast of the Pharisees and of Herod. And these are the things I believe the Lord is going after to expose them so that the ecclesia, the body, may arise during this hour. So here we are, the hour before the wedding. And you know, we've spent the last several podcasts at the beginning and of launching and introducing the Romans 911 project. We've kind of spent many of the sessions sort of introducing the whole message, laying the foundation for it. Now we're going to begin to go deeper and we're starting a, a new series based around the hour before the wedding. So before I begin these sessions, please allow me to address these issues of separation and disconnection in the body because they're delicate. So the reason for talking about them and delving into them at the beginning, now we've, we've kind of laid the foundation and, and introduced the whole concept of Romans 911, is that these issues need to be brought into the light, beloved, so that we can properly deal with them. There's no condemnation in Yeshua, but if these influences are affecting us, shouldn't we want to take a deeper look at them? And they must also lay the foundation for us to accept and more readily embrace this reconnection message, which is so needed as a result of many of these obstacles and issues that are in the body that need to be removed. But 
simply put, there's just so much for us to gain from this reconnection message that far outweighs anything else. And to delve into these issues adequately, I need to be very open, honest, and direct. I need to share my thoughts and heart as a Jewish believer from the Messianic perspective regarding how Jews and Gentiles have been impacted as a spiritual family. And so in these next several podcasts, I do ask you for the liberty and the love to express myself from this viewpoint in the hope of helping those of us from the Gentile side of the family, God's children from the nations, to more fully understand and grasp these most sensitive, delicate issues. In a sense, we need to dig up the past to unravel it and break off any negative influences that might still be upon us, actually, that the enemy has sowed into us that really, at this point, need to be exposed so they can be removed. I really believe this is the Father's plan to plow in our hearts and minds and remove anything that is not of the Lord so that we can get a fresher, cleaner download to move into this time and be properly prepared as the bride of Mashiach, the bride of Christ. This is my goal in helping us to realize and fulfill our destinies during these last days. And my hope and prayer is that you will take this journey with me and walk with me through many of these issues and begin to identify them more clearly and learn how they've actually affected us and how the devil is still using them against us, against God's family. Beloved, it is time for the enemy and his craftiness to be fully exposed. And it's important to point out that we are not complete as a body. The church is not complete. Israel is not complete until the broken off branches. These are Jewish souls yet to be saved, both from the Orthodox and secular communities, until they are restored and the full harvest from the nations has come in. This is what we're talking about here. This is the chapter that is opening. This is the door, the gateway, the passageway the Lord is beginning to lay before us for the last great harvest, for the end time power, and for Israel's salvation. But none of this, beloved, is going to come without our involvement, without agreement from the earth going up to heaven, that heaven's power would be released. This is the final mystery in the family that the Apostle Paul wrote about in Romans 11, 25, that we are not to be ignorant about. And this restoration, reconnection, and realignment will complete the family and ready us for the Lord's coming. So, beloved, be 
because of the sensitives and delicacies of these issues, we will be playing this introduction before each of the teachings. So if you've heard it once or twice, please feel free just to fast forward. Beloved, okay, so we are going deeper into understanding generational bloodline issues. And you know, it's interesting to note that over the past 10 to 15 years in the church, it has developed a greater awareness of generational bloodline issues and how can they can actually affect our walks with the Lord. Thankfully, as we begin to recognize certain negative patterns of behavior in our hearts, we are able to break them off in Mashiach, in Christ's name, through prayer, confession, and deliverance. But think for a moment just about your own life and some of the negative behaviors and patterns that you may have picked up from your parents or grandparents that they may have practiced or indulged in. Look at your heart and those of your siblings to see if you've inherited some of these influences. This was certainly true in my own life and family members. I also see some of my own characteristics evidenced in my children's lives. And let us give thanks to our most wonderful and merciful God and Savior Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ, who has the power to deliver us all. Amen. I think a proper understanding of generational bloodline influences can also shed light on our understanding of the homosexual issue, which can also be inherited through the generational bloodline. God did not create man to be adulterous or homosexual. These are sin states. And if someone in our family line practices these sins without repentance, they can travel to and influence the next generation. The same could be said of alcoholism, of racism, of any other besetting sin issue. And sometimes generational sin can skip a generation or two and show up in later ones, which is why certain orientations and proclivities can be evident from an early age. Let me say this about the strongholds of the enemy and how they actually function. And I think it's, it's important for us in these days to gain a deeper understanding of how the evil one moves against us so that we can more effectively overcome him. Remember, Paul told us that we are not to be ignorant to Satan's devices. But does not the devil actually have free reign to exploit any type of disobedience or sinful behavior that is outside the grace and protection of God. And it's important for us to understand that. That's why obedience is, is so crucial because it, it causes us to be under the grace of God and shield. But when we open up to disobedience or to sinful behavior or sinful mindsets, these are places where the enemy can can have influence and the same is true of the generational bloodline 
This is where demonic or oppressive spirits can attach themselves to us in these instances. The greater the opening people invite to that sin or disobedience, the greater the spiritual influence over them. And don't we see that out in the world? You know, you can sense this when entering an area of a country that has been given over to a particular sin, for example. The demonic influence can be seen and felt all around. And some influences are more subtle than others, but the principle is the same. And there's no greater sin influence than generational anti-Semitism through the bloodline because it has remained mostly undetected for hundreds of generations. This is one of the main reasons why I believe that much of the church's eschatology is actually out of balance and disconnected regarding Israel, primarily because of these negative influences over our hearts with generational anti-Semitism and over our minds with replacement thinking and mindset. The devil has prayed over this area of generational bloodline and our separation issues in the church. If, if we maintain division and separation, it empowers the enemy. If we expose him and ask God to heal and remove things that separate us, we come together in greater love and unity and therefore much greater power. Hallelujah. And for the most part, when it comes to anti-Semitism, the enemy's erroneous influence over us against the Jewish people has gone undetected up until this modern day, especially regarding God's end-time plans to restore Israel through us and how we're actually connected to them. Beloved, we have a huge role to play that has been hidden during the church age that is just now coming to light. And one of the reasons why we need to focus on these things is not to go back with any condemnation, but to expose the evil one and invite the Lord to remove negative influences that our hearts may be clean and pure before him in all areas, that we may be able to bless Israel and the Jewish people and specifically begin to stand upon the covenants that our Father has made to restore them. Remember in Romans 11, 25, it says, as we come into the fullness of the Gentiles, so it says, all Israel will be saved. And there's this veil that is there up until this time, which Paul emphasizes in that section of Scripture. Scripture tells us, just as you who were at one time disobedient to God have now received mercy as a result of their disobedience, that's Israel's, disobedience. That's not all Israel. Remember those that rejected. Remember those that accepted, founded the church. But those, as a result of the disobedience of the ones in Israel that rejected, so they too have now become disobedient in order that they too, here it is, beloved, 
may now receive mercy. There's that word again, as a result of God's mercy to you. So for a moment, think that you have received the mercy of God and part of the 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 plan that God has is that you're to release that mercy to others, of course, all around you. But specifically now, as Israel begins to awaken, we must begin to start moving out in an unconditional love to the Jewish people that they could truly be drawn to jealousy by the intimacy of our connection with the Father and His most precious Son and Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Here it is. If the church is the chosen vessel by the Father to breathe back this mercy and salvation to the Jewish people, and the enemy can prevent this from happening, then he, the devil, remains in control, right? Now, of course, we know that all things are ultimately under God's control and sovereignty, but the devil never gives up without a fight. The enemy's influence must be discerned and exposed and then brought down in this critical area of love and unity in the family of God, in the one new man, that beautiful one new man, Ephesians 2, that Yeshua created, those from far, those who are near, to become this beautiful one humanity, that church beloved in the first century moved in that unity and love and they had the glory and the power upon them and they changed the world and Rome the world could not contend so they merged there is perhaps no fiercer battle to be fought than the one surrounding Israel's awakening the church's realignment with it, and the last great revival, the harvest of souls that is still to come, all of which are critically linked to an end-time focus for the church that is different from what prior generations have understood. Go back to Ephesians chapter 3, where Paul talks about the family mystery to bring the Gentiles in. And you'll see two principles. I love these family mysteries because Paul uses um, the word mystery in Romans 11, that we should not be ignorant to it. And so when it comes to the Gentiles coming in 2,000 years ago, and now Israel being reestablished, these things have been mysteries. But beloved, here it is, the two principles in Ephesians 3 that brought God's children from the nations into the kingdom were that it was hidden from prior generations. Yeshua went to temple courts, right? And they thought he was crazy. I've got all these other sheep, my children from the nations. Hallelujah. And second, it had to be proclaimed to the high powers and the principalities. And beloved, that's where we're going. Ultimately, as we go through the Romans 911 project, God begins to clean us up and get us ready. See, it starts with a personal focus. But then we begin to move into a corporate focus when we're ready and we're, we're cleaned up and ready to move into these great battles for the, for the 
for the end time plans of God. We need to deal a blow to the principalities. And so you see this same pattern in Ephesians 3 the, the, that was hidden from the prior generations. But beloved, this message of reconciliation, restoration, and realignment with Israel has been hidden from the church age. It's been hidden from the Gentiles up to this point. And because of replacement theology and generational anti-Semitism, we've been separated. So there's a, a major disconnection we've already spoken and taught about in our pre previous podcasts. That's why we need a reconnection. But beloved, it's not so much about Jewish roots and and heritage about feasts and biblical calendars, which are all wonderful, don't get me wrong. But this is a love equation, beloved. It's John 17 coming in to its fullness. This is the natural outflow of the heart of God for all his family to be one and for the gospel to go forth to Israel into the nations to be proclaimed to the Jews first and then to the Greek. Next week, we'll begin to look at how this deception occurred and um, how these influences can be further broken off us. Tune in next week. Until that time, may the God of Israel richly bless you. Lots of love in Yeshua, in Jesus. Thank you, Grant, for that insightful discussion. To dialogue with Grant and Halley, please send comments and questions to email at romans911.org. Again, that's email at romans911.org. If you resonate with the Romans 911 project, please pray about partnering with us to bring this reconnection message to the threshold of the church. Sign up for our monthly email. Join our global virtual meetings with other believers to dialogue and pray together. And most important, read the Romans 911 book, Time to Sound the Alarm, and view the Romans 911 study guide, 12 to 14 hour video teachings, which are free when you purchase the study guide. The Romans 911 books and teachings are transformational into God's end time plans to prepare the bride and reform the church. They help to create the breakthrough that will change the world. The reconnection message is like a golden key from the heart of the Father to restore love and unity in God's family that opens the door to the fulfillment of Yeshua's prayer in John 17. And it establishes the pathway for the body of Messiah, the body of Christ, to receive the greater glory. But this reconnection message in the one new man has been hidden during the church age in the mystery to reawaken Israel to faith and is only just now coming to light. That's why we need your help to fund this project, to bring the message forth, to help us blow the holy shofar, to awaken the greater church into this restoration. Now is the time. Would you pray to give Chai, to give life to the reconnection, to reach the church and the messianic body and help unite the family of God? To fund the Romans 911 project, we have created the Give Chai Life Campaign. 
Chai is a Hebrew word meaning life, but it also represents the number 18. And for just one Chai, $18 a month, you can make a difference. Please be prayerful about this. We can't do this without precious saints like yourself who are beginning to get this revelation to help us bring this message before the church. For more information on the Romans 911 Project, please visit our website at Romans911.org. It's easy to remember, Romans911.org. Please also subscribe to the Romans 911 Project wherever you listen to podcasts at the end.